This podcast is proudly part of the Kaiju Ramen Podcast Network. If you'd like to check out more Kaiju and Tokusatsu goodness, go to kaijuramenmedia.com. Swatch! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Kaiju Weekly, the weekly podcast that introduces you to the wide world of giant monster movies. I am your host, Ultraman Travis, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Ultraman Michael. Ultraman Michael! (laughs) Swatch! That was a lot. <laughs> that, was, that was a lot going on there. I went through. I went. I went through transformation, color timer, battle, all in like a matter of like five sec- five seconds. That's okay. Yeah, you know a lot of the a lot of the transformation animations and stuff for the modern Ultraman take forever. So you know it works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, um, we don't really have a lot of news to talk about this week, so we're not going to be queuing the BDBD. Oh. But we are going to cue another soundbite that I love to use, which is, Michael, would you like to play a game? I would like to play a game, Travis, yes. <laughs> yeah, the, this week we only had uh, some some toy news and just like little little tiny things that really weren't, mm. there wasn't really any big news to talk about. So I decided, yeah. let's play a game. It's been a while since we played a game. It has been a while. Like I've kind of missed it. Like we don't we don't play games as often as as I'd like to sometimes. And you know, with the news kind of slowing down a little bit because we're kind of still waiting on a few major things like the the MonsterVerse show and Shin Ultraman. I'm imagining that um, the news is going to be a little bit sparse for for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this game that I have planned for this week uh, is tied into what our main topic is. So our main topic this week, we are talking about a TV show that was based on a live action show and was turned into an animated show. Uh, so I decided mm-hmm. to go and find a bunch of shows, a bunch of animated shows that were based on live action properties and there's a couple of fake ones in here. So I want to see if you can tell which one of these is the real one and which one of these I made up by reading this uh, by me reading the synopses. Okay. So is this where I'm going to have to like try to get as many as I can? Right. How's this going to work? Uh, I'm guessing we're going to see how many you get right. Uh, I have eight. Uh-huh. 
uh, which are not showing up on my screen. Why aren't all eight showing up on my screen? Hello? 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 Okay. Hello? Hello? Kermit the Frog, are you there? <laughs> Don't know why I reverted to that, but okay. All right, now I have all of them. Okay, so I don't have a I don't have a clever name for this uh, game. Um, uh, oh. cartoon mini choices. See which one you think is real. <laughs> That's just as good as any, I think. <laughs> okay, all right. So we're gonna start with from. 1986, Rambo, the animated series. On Colonel Troutman's request, John Rambo leads special unit The Force of Freedom against paramilitary terrorist organization Savage all over the globe. And Savage is an acronym, of course, because, you know, it's it's the 80s and all of our uh, villains have acronym names. And it's an acronym for Specialist Administrators of Vengeance, Anarchy, and Global Extortion. Is this one real or fake? This sounds like a really absurd 1990s television show. So I'm going to say this one is, I don't know. You know what? Screw it. It's real. It is real. They made a Rambo TV show in 1986. Oh, (laughs) Oh, that was the year I was born. Nice. I wonder how long it ran for. Does it say? Uh, One year. 1986 to 1986. Oh, no. No no wonder. No wonder. Okay, so that's a shot in the dark. I got lucky there. All right. All right. The next one. It is from 1984, and it is Ooh. Jaws, the animated series. Years after the events of the original film, the young Morgan Brody learns a ter- terrifying secret about his family. They are descended from an ancient order of shark warriors with the power to become sharks themselves. He now has the responsibility to protect the oceans from harm and change the way humans view sharks. Is it real or fake? I'm okay. So I know that there is a cartoon. I'm trying to remember what it was called, but it was on boomerang. And then it was a cartoon. I don't remember. I can't remember what year it was, but there was a show. I remember the show about a cartoon shark but I can't remember, like I can, I can see it in my mind, but I can't picture, um, I can't picture exactly what it's called. And I know it has, God, what is it called? What was that? What was that show called? Because it was on Cartoon Network, not Cartoon Network, but Boomerang. Uh, I think it was a Hanna Baby Shark. No, 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 It was. It's not that one. No, 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 no. Was it Left Shark? Jabber, Jabberjaw, Jabberjaw, Jabberjaw. Uh, there was a—that's what it was called. It was called I Jabberjaw. Which one okay. you were talking about? I just was purposely not telling you because I wanted to see. Um, it was called part. Jabberjaw. Okay, I um, love Jabberjaw. Say, I used to watch Jabberjaw all the time. 
<laughs> Shoot, I just, it just took me it, it took me a minute to remember what that was because I knew it had a funny name and I knew Jaw was I knew Jaws was in the title or Jaw was in the title. But to answer your question, I think this is fake because I don't think that they would make a children's cartoon about Jaws. I mean, would they have made a children's show about Rambo? Uh, you, you got a point there, but I'm still going to go with fake. <laughs> it is fake. It is one of the fake ones oh! I made up. <laughs> I thought, actually you know, really like, good. it makes sense. You know, it's like, okay, it, in the 80s, we're starting to get to more of like, oh, we want to change people's opinions about sharks. And Jaws was the thing that, you know, kind of triggered everybody, made made sharks kind of this villain. So we want to change their opinions yeah. by, by making an animated show based on Jaws. But it, the shark is the hero. So that's where I kind of twisted <clears throat> it around there. Sure. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And good for you for kind of subverting me a little bit because I, if I couldn't, rem- honestly, honest to God, I, if I didn't remember what the name of that stupid show was, I would have probably said that was real, but I couldn't, <laughs> but it, I remember Jabberjaw. Jabberjaw. And, Jabberjaw. Uh, One of the many Scooby-Doo knockoffs that came out after Scooby-Doo look. became big. Yeah, Jabberjaw. Look, some Speed of those shows buggy. are the. Ooh, yeah, Speed Buggy. That was always a fun one. I, I, I think we need to solve a mystery. That's how he talked. Yeah, yeah. Jabberjaw I loved all those old like, Hanna Barbera shows. I did too. I love Hanna Barbera shows. Like, I know I am an encyclopedia of like old Hanna Barbera. So. <laughs> I know all of those things. Uh, yeah, Jabberjaw used to sound like Curly from the Three Stooges. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, I can't do it justice, but I remember. Thank, I remember it. I remember watching it as a kid. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> all right, moving on to the next one. This one is Friday, the animated series. Based on the movie Friday, the one with Ice Cube, not not Friday the Thirteenth, Friday with no, Ice the Cube one with and I- Chris Tucker, the one with Ice, yes. <laughs> right, yeah. Fra- <laughs> uh, let me read the synopses. It says, "Dynamic duo Craig and Smokey are struggling to survive in South Central LA, dealing with family, friends, and enemies. Is this real or is this fake?" this almost sounds like one of those weird adult swim car cartoons maybe but you know what i'm gonna say this is i'm gonna say this is fake i'm gonna say this is fake because i just i just don't i just can't think of a uh i just can't think of a network that would actually pick this up so i'm gonna say it's fake it is real. Friday the animated what? series is real. And as far as I know, uh Ice Cube and Chris Tucker do not voice their characters. <laughs> that is so weird. Okay. Whatever. Like what network was that on? I have to look it up. I do not know. I do not know what <laughs> network it was on. I want to say it's something like maybe mtv 
Maybe, yeah, I was going to say, maybe like Adult Swim or maybe MTV, because back when MTV uh, had animated shows, because it did kind of have like, didn't MTV have, um, not the Boondock, not the Boondocks, because that was uh, Adult Swim, or that Mm -hmm. that was not Adult Swim, that was something else, but the Boondocks, was it Adult Swim? Okay, so Adult Swim had the Boondocks, and then there was another one that I, I think it may was maybe it was on ABC. Maybe it was on ABC. You remember the show? Uh, it was a stop motion show called the projects. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that was, I can't remember what network that was on. I think it was on ABC, but I don't know. Like that was a weird time. Really weird time. Well, director, uh, <laughs> the, the director of this also directed stuff that like Beavis included Beavis and Butthead and stuff like that. So, uh, like episodes. Oh, of that, that doesn't surprise me. So yeah, um, do, I still can't figure <laughs> out <Travis>. what. <laughs> I am Cornholio. I will show you my bunghole. 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 <laughs> bunghole. Bunghole. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, a Friday the Anime Series featuring voices like Phil Lamar and John DiMaggio from Futurama. <laughs> people might know them the most from oh okay <laughs> yeah yeah so it was uh it was something it, it's something uh only had eight episodes uh i can't i can't imagine why i can't imagine why either <laughs> i I'm still not, cannot not that, find not that, where I mean, i mean not that you know, I mean, I know Friday, the, I know the Friday series, they did like Friday, next Friday, and then the Friday after next, but that was it. And, that, and like the, like outside of the original Friday movie, I think the other ones weren't very good. Um, I don't know. It, it just, I don't know. It, it, it just wasn't, it just doesn't sound like something that would have been on my radar. Right. Uh, it was on, it, it was aired on MTV too. That's what it aired on. Oh, <laughs> see, that's why. That's why no one watches MTV too. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> it, it aired. Uh, or hold on. It was. Uh, let's see. Co-distributed. Let's see. It. Daisy, what are you doing? But yeah, none the original. Na- yeah. The- <laughs> none okay. of your damn business. That's. I'm <laughs> You're you're gonna have to start doing either that or the like stitch voice that you do sometimes. You're gonna have to do as the voice of Daisy from now on. Punch buggy. Come over here, Travis, and let me scratch your leg. Looks like a mighty fine scratching post to me, Dad. That's what she's doing right now, scratching me. She's scratching me because I tried to. I, she was making noise on my desk, and I didn't want her on my desk. <laughs> All I want to do is just be on the podcast with you and your friend. <laughs> I don't All know right. why your cat has a real. I don't know why your cat has a really high pitched Southern accent, but okay, fine. <laughs> well, she's from the South. It works. That's true. That's true. All right. Next one, we have moving from R-rated comedy to R-rated uh, action movie, RoboCop, uh, the series. Uh-oh. 
Alex Murphy, a police officer mortally wounded in the line of duty, is turned into a powerful cyborg and continues to serve the public trust, protect the innocent, and uphold the law. Is this real or okay. fake? I'm gonna say okay, so I'm gonna say this is real because I vaguely remember this. <laughs> vaguely remember this. And I don't know if it was like an after TV special or if it was like a legitimate show, but I vaguely remembered an I vaguely remember an animated version of RoboCop. It <clears throat> is real. It is real. It actually oh, okay. ran for a little while. It it wasn't uh it wasn't a like short-lived series. Um I mean it wasn't I, I don't think it was, you know, a super super duper long series, but Let's see. RoboCop, the animated series. I didn't have any facts right now. I should have kept all the facts here. Uh, it is a 1988 superhero animated series based on the movie RoboCop. It had 12 episodes. That's how many episodes it had. Really? Yep. I'm surprised because Ro- I feel like RoboCop was a big movie back in the eight back in, in that time. Uh, well, I mean, but, but, but you have to remember, this is, this wasn't like, and this wasn't them doing a, an MTV kind of adult themed and just animated version of RoboCop. This was meant for kids. Like this was Mm -hmm. a kid's show based on one of the most violent (laughs) R rated. I guess the, uh, I guess the concept of RoboCop didn't quite translate. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, so that was, <laughs> that's just, I just find that really, really in- interesting that they, it is, it is really, it's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you have out of the first set of four, you got, uh, one, uh, you got one, two, three, right. And one wrong. Oh, okay. Not too bad. Not too bad. Nah, you're not. I got 75% so far. Yeah, now we're moving into some more difficult ones. Okay, all right. all right. Hit me. Highlander, the animated series. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Highlander converted to an animated series. Just a guy going around fighting off other immortal guys. Seems kind of simple. But let me read you the plot synopsis for this. In the post-apocalyptic, uh-huh. post-apocalyptic medieval 27th century, Ramirez mentors uh-huh. young Quentin McLeod, who must seek pacified immortals, gain their knowledge through a non-lethal form of quickening, and free the land from the evil immortal overlord Cortan. Is it real or fake? This seems too absurd for even kids television. I'm going to say fake. It is real. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) They did a lot of Highlander, like, um, um, not crossover, but uh, what do you call it? Spinoff, spinoff uh, series uh-huh. that was just, they got more and more ridiculous as they went. But this was from 1994. It's a quote unquote loose spinoff of the movie and its sequel. <laughs> it sounds very loose. 
It's set in the distant future of the 27th century, which has somehow reverted back to a more medieval time. Like, so, you know, it's like medieval, so like swords and, and knights and stuff, but yet it's the future. So, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's I'm such a, it's that's just sounds so absurd. Like the, the, the original Highlander movie was really good. And now I, I did not know that they try to do a spinoff animated series. Now hearing how absurd that is, which one do you think had more episodes Highlander, the series or RoboCop, the series? I'm going to say Highlander that thing Highlander. probably ran for like a full, I'm going to say that thing probably ran for like a full, I don't know, like 20 episodes. It ran for two seasons, 40 wow. episodes. Wow. Okay. 40 uh, episodes who, of this. Where, where, where was the, what network was this on? Uh, this was on the USA network. <laughs> okay. That doesn't surprise me because Gargoyles was also on the USA network. Was it? Because uh, our Gargoyles was Disney. So. Are you sure? Oh, yeah. yeah. Never mind. You're right. Gargoyles was Disney. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, I cannot find the voices. Oh, here it is. Uh, yeah. Nobody I recognize. So I'm not even going to bother with it. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I was looking for him. I finally found him. But yeah, it, I cannot believe this had 40 episodes, but stinking Robocop only had 12. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> anyway, moving on to the next uh, the next show that you have to figure out if it's real or fake. Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf, the series. This is based on the blockbuster motion picture. This animated series follows Scott Howard, an all-American boy with a frightening family secret. They're all werewolves. Scott's loyal friends know his secret and stick by him, but they never know what will cause him to wolf out next. As if being a teenager isn't hard enough, try adding sharp teeth, excessive hair, and a raging mood. Scott must navigate being a teen while also managing his werewolf tendencies, often to hilarious effect. Is it real or is it fake? Okay. I'm going to say that this one is also fake. Cause this doesn't sound like <clears throat> this doesn't sound like a good animated series. It sounds like a um, uh, it sounds like a CW drama, to be honest with you. Um, well, I mean, they did have the CW. I think it was the CW version of Teen Wolf that is still. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's what aired. I thought. Yeah, it, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, that's what I thought. I was like, I vaguely kind of remember seeing advertisements for a Teen Wolf show, but I don't think there was ever an animated series of this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the CW um, version ran for six seasons, started in 2011 and uh, is way loosely, too long. 
loosely based on the 1984 uh, 85 film um yeah uh anyway oh it has a much like the show much like the show supernatural went ran for way too long oh yeah that one I, I've never watched it, but I just know it went for a long time. Okay. Uh, like Teen 15 Wolf. seasons. Anyway. Teen Wolf, also known as the cartoon adventures of Teen Wolf, is an actual animated show. What? From 1986 <laughs> that was produced by Hanna-Barbera. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> And what I'm oh. trying to understand is, is the main character the one from the first Teen Wolf or the second Teen Wolf? Because I've never seen Teen Wolf, so I don't really know. But, uh, uh, oh, uh, oh, you never seen you've never seen the original Teen Wolf? No, I've never seen uh, um, the, the original Teen Wolf with um, uh, what's he, what's his name? Uh, 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 Michael J. Fox. Yeah, Michael J. Fox. I was looking at the second one, and yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman was the second. Yeah, Teen Wolf. Uh, so okay, no, it, it is based on it is the Michael J. Fox character. Okay, all right. Well, not the only Michael J. Fox movie that was turned into a an animated series because you also have. Back to the Future. Back to the that Future. Was, yeah, was turned into an animated. Series. I know that. I know that. I knew that one was turned into a. Uh, I knew that one was turned into an animated series. Uh, but I didn't know that Team Wolf was turned into an animated series. Okay, that's really random. Yep. yep. Uh, like, so like now really random. <laughs> so now we move on to. The next one. This is a, this is the penultimate one. This is the the second to the last one. Okay, so I have to get this <laughs> right. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you have one, two, three. You had three wrong out of uh, out of eight. So for, well, not eight, but um, out of what six? Yeah, six. Six out uh, of six, you've gotten three wrong. Oh, so I'm at fifty percent right now. So I need to redeem myself. Yeah, but we have two more. So this is the penultimate one. Okay. Free Willy, the animated series. We had Jaws <laughs> earlier, so why not Free Willy? In sure, this, why the hell not? In this series, Jesse gets a job at the marina where he reunites with Willy, and Jesse finds he has the power to talk with animals. They team up with both human and animal friends to fight the machine, a half human, half robot who's out to pollute the oceans for his own personal gain. Is it real or is it fake? You know what? I've I'm just going to say this is real. <laughs> really? So Free Willy uh, he ta he talks talking to the animal, so he can now talk to the fish, to the or to the fish, to the whale. Yes, and yes, this sounds like a, this a sounds cyborg. like a Hanna Barbera cartoon. He's fighting yes, a cyborg. This cyborg. sounds like a Hanna Barbera cartoon. It I, is I'm just real. It was 
was from 1993, <laughs> produced by Warner Brothers. <laughs> It's so absurd. It says a powerful oil baron known to the main characters only as a cyborg called the machine uh, until the final episodes where he loses his arm and part of his face to Willie while committing an environmental atrocity and wants revenge upon that rotten whale and his boy. I guess it aired on it aired on ABC. (laughs) Now the question becomes, which do you think had more episodes free Willie, the series about a boy (laughs) who can now Ah. talk to the killer whale and is fighting a (laughs) cyborg Or <laughs> RoboCop, the movie of the series. <laughs> you know what? They had that Warner money, so Free Willy had way more episodes. It had 21 episodes over two seasons. <laughs> <laughs> They got two seasons out of this crap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, have mercy. I have to look and see who voiced voiced Free Willy. Oh, I have to see. Paul Haydad (laughs) voiced Free Willy. Uh, known for doing Quicksilver on X-Men from the 90s. Uh, yeah, I, I don't recognize him. It has Free Willy in his credits, so I guess he's proud of it. All right, final one. After Free Willy, I mean, this one seems so tame by comparison, but Rocky World Tour. You know, we talked about Rambo, the animated series. You know, Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. Why not make another animated series mm-hmm. based on one of his movies? Rocky World Tour. A small-time Philadelphia boxer strives to go the distance and travel the world facing heavyweight champions from multiple countries in a competition like no other. Is it real or is it fake? Uh, oh man that's hard because rocky was a really popular movie i don't think popularity had anything to do with it i mean these some of these things are like well uh, yeah but like i could totally because because like i could totally see them doing this though because the the harlem globetrotters got a a friggin' tele, a friggin' animated series. Oh yes, um, the Super Globe Trotters. I loved Super Globe Trotters. The Super Globe Trotters. God, like that's this is really hard. And I can picture, I can picture like nineteen seven or not nineteen seventies because the Rocky didn't come out until the eighties. Um, like early nineteen eighties. Uh, t- ah, man, this is tough. Um, because it sounds plausible. 
but it almost sounds too good to be true. So I'm going to go with fake. It is fake. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> it was one okay. I made up. <laughs> oh, good for you. Good, good job, buddy. You almost had me. So, tallying up your score, you had one, two, uh, I think three, four, I think you had four right, four, am I right? Was I right? I got four, yes. I got four. You had five right. Oh. You had five right and three wrong. So, okay, so I did pretty good. Did pretty good. I did. I did. It's like a, what seventy percent, sixty percent. No. The points don't Something. matter. So if the if one of the listeners is like, um, Travis, you didn't keep track of it right, and he actually didn't get that many right. I don't care. It was fun. We got to hear about Free Willy, the animated series. <laughs> Free Willy, the animated series. Oh God. And Highlander, Jeez. which mysteriously ran longer than all of these. <laughs> Good Lord. Good freaking Lord. That is nuts. Oh, I guess. <laughs> that was that was I, something. That was something. Yeah, that was something. All right, for sure. Well. That was a good way to segue into our main topic, which is an animated series. Also something. Also something what? Well, we'll get into it. It's it's something. <laughs> yeah. But it's also an animated series. It's based on a live action property, which is Ultraman, the Ultraman anime season two. We covered season one a few episodes back. I think it was last year that we covered it. Maybe two years. Uh, ago. No, like two years ago. Yeah, it was like two years ago. It was like 2019. It was like almost after it came out. So it was like 2019. No, it seems like it was at a ways after it came out that we did. Anyway, I no. know. Anyway, yeah, it's but it's been a long time since we've covered it. It's, it's been, been at least a year or two. And we had a guest on for that episode. We had uh, yeah, we had uh, Alex, Alex from Monster Island, oh, uh, from Alex Monster Island Film Ball, Monsters versus Men. Uh, but yeah, so the season two of Ultraman came out this year, 2022. Uh, the cast and crew. So the Japanese cast voice cast. I want to give mm. them credit. Uh, you have Ryohei Kimura. Hideyuki Tanaka, mm. Takuya Eguchi, Megumi Han, Ryota Tekeuchi, Takeuchi, uh, Tomoaki Meno, I think is how you say that, Meno. Um, that's the Japanese, the main Japanese cast. Uh, and then their corresponding English dubbed cast, we want to give them some credit too, because dubbing is an art form in itself and and the voice actors do a lot of work with doing that so uh we have josh hutcherson fred tataskior 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 i don't know how to say that one uh liam o'brien gunner sizemore robbie damon and roger craig smith and i don't know if you have a plot breakdown for this uh season I didn't have one written down. 
Coming off the heels of Ultraman, the anime, the anime season one, we are presented with something very subpar and not worth our time. The end. Okay. So moving into opening thoughts, you must really love this season. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I really, I, I was, I really wanted to love this. I'm so sorry. I, I, I really wanted to love Ultraman season two. When we saw the announcement that season two was finally coming and after, and, and how much, and I went back and listened to our discussion on season one and we all with maybe the exception of you, you weren't like super enthusiastic about it, but you still liked it. But Alex and I were very much more enthusiastic about season one. I had my hopes, and this, honestly, this may be like a matter of just me getting my hopes up way too high, but after watching season two, I was kind of left with just thinking to myself, we waited three years for this. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a shame. It, it it's a shame that there was such a high expectation for this because mm-hmm. as you know, one coming off of season one and season one was so was set such a high. Yeah, it was it was good. I I I still have issues with season one, and a lot of it, a lot mm-hmm. of it is tone. A lot of it is a lot of the problems I have with this, which is the animation style. I just don't like but um but i did enjoy it and but the expectation was so high that there i don't think they could have lived up to it at all with this season but Mm -hmm. then you add in Mm -hmm. the fact that they just waited so long to release this and then we finally get it and it's like this is it i I can't really can I can't really find anything online, so maybe you can tell me and because I want to be as intellectually honest as I can about this. Was this done pre? Was it was this done pre pandemic? Was everything finalized? The animation, all of that, was it done pre pandemic? And they just sat on it for this long, or were they still working on it? From what I remember, and this is just going by my memory, which we have proven is not the greatest, so take it with a grain of salt. Eh, neither um, is from, mine. It's fine. From what I remember covering on the news section was that it was about 75% done pre-pandemic, and the last 25% they just waited on. They just sat on. They said, mm-hmm. so, so most of the work was done. And then they just decided we're going to wait until later to do the other 25%, the, you know, the rest of it until we know we can release it. So they basically, they could have released it sooner, but they decided to wait. Mm. So it's like, which is really was, yes, it was postponed because of the pandemic, but at the same time, it also, they could have put it out earlier and they still didn't. it's like a combination of both i know this is going to sound really harsh but if this is all we were going to get to begin with they could have just put it out during the pandemic when everyone was sitting at home yeah like everyone was sitting at home binging netflix stocks during during the pandemic were through the roof like people were binging things left and right why and 
in in God's name didn't they just put this out then? Like, what were they waiting on? I'm, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they were waiting to, you know, try to work, like maybe finalize some of the animation and maybe kind of refine some things. But given the fact of what the end product looks like, did did they do anything to it at all? I mean, I'm not, and I'm not, and I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to degrade the work that was done to it. I'm not saying that I'm like, cause it does take talent to do what has been done here. But I think the problem that I'm having with it is twofold. One, the high expectations set by season one and two, the length of time that it took for us to actually get the thing. And then the end product being so, underwhelming we'll say yeah i think well i think one of the reasons they just decided to sit on it for as long as they did is because shin shin ultraman shin ultraman's coming out in Mm. just what like a week and a half makes sense two weeks uh in in japan may the Uh, may the 13th so it's like two weeks from now yeah so and this and this is you know like this is this anime is available in japan too so Mm-hmm. I guess that's why they wanted to sit on it was until uh, Shin Ultraman, so they can kind of you know put them close together, maybe ride I, the coattails a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, my my thoughts are kind of the same as you. My opening thoughts are kind of the same as you. If like, it, I I feel like this this is just not. I don't know. It, it, it feels like it could have been better. It's so subpar mm. in so many ways. And there are some good things and we'll get into it when we start talking about the details, but there are some good things in it, but ultimately the added problems of we waited this long and this is the product we get. Like, you know, you couldn't have done mm. a better job with this. And also the addition of this is, I think a, this series is a victim of, Netflix's, mm-hmm. you know, poor business decisions that they've been doing. And we talked about that last week, so I'm not going to get back into that, but, but I do think a lot. Well, of- no, you and I, you, you and I also talked about it privately that, that maybe that maybe they knew this show was on the chopping block, so they didn't put it, they didn't pour as much into it. Maybe. Yeah. And, and maybe, or, or maybe because they knew the show was on the chopping block, they had to the funding, the, the amount that they had, the money that they had, had to cover everything that they had left to do, you know, cause it's cause, cause Netflix could have, or, or whoever, you know, the production company, Netflix didn't produce this. This is Netflix is distributing it, but, but because Netflix is not, it was what I think is happening is Netflix pulled the plug, said, we're going to cancel the show. We're not going to you know distribute the show anymore. So the, the animation studio and the production studio is said, okay, well the money we gave you that for this season now has to cover the last two seasons and we're just going to, you know, stretch it out. And so because of that, maybe that's why some of the problems happen because when it comes to animation, which is a big, mm-hmm. one of the big problems I have with this, especially this season, the series in general, but this season specifically, when it comes to animation, it's all about time and time is money mm-hmm. and money is time. So yeah, if you can't sure. pay your, your artists to, to do the work and put the time in to create a, you know, a better animation, then you're just getting cheap, quick animation. And I think that's what happened here is just that the, the money yeah. 
got cut short because the series got cut short. That's that, and that's again tinfoil hat on my head. Me just making assumptions. Right. I don't know, but that's what makes yeah. sense to me. Yeah. Speaking of the animation, I know we're, <clears throat> I know audio listener, we're kind of front loading this with our negatives. We'll get to some positives in a minute, but like one of my like my main gripes with this show is everything aside from the action sequences looks really weird and stiff and just, I, I just can't put I on. I was talking with our friend Nathan about this and I said, Nathan, I cannot put my finger on what it is. It's throwing me off about this, but everything just feels really artificial it there's no there it it there's no like organic there it nothing feels organic and mm-hmm. i can't figure out what's going on like everything just feels really stiff and i don't like it yeah the uh i, I had a pro- i had a problem with the animation in the first season but even the first season wasn't as bad as this this is even worse than the first season and uh, again, I'm making assumptions because I don't know. I they haven't actually come out and shared like the the process that they go through to make this series. I don't think I haven't been able to see anything, at least not in English, mm-hmm. uh, that explains the process. But what it what I think is happening because we know it's mocapped. We know the series is mocapped. Uh, so what I think mm-hmm. is happening is one team is involved in the mocap capture. Okay, they capture uh-huh. the mocap. Then they they give that data and that footage to another team. Now that team is in in, in charge of skinning the mocap and making you know and mm. so and creating the sets and and animating it you know animating it into the show. And then they hand it off to another team. And that team is in charge of putting the voice acting. And I think that because there wasn't maybe there wasn't a unified one team who worked or or at least even just like a couple of people who were in charge of all of them of making sure it was all smooth across the three it feels disjointed because the 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 mocap motions there there's moments where especially i i noticed it especially with one of the characters and I, uh what's her name the the princess the blue maya princess, maya yeah, prin- princess princess butt cleavage Yes, uh, she. <laughs> there's moments where she is talking and moving, and her body is moving in such a weird way, and it's because it felt like the person who was mocapping had no idea what she was going to okay. be saying, and so they were just motioning whatever, and then the it was later written out the dialogue was written down written and then the voice actor put the voice to it so it's so i think that's kind of what happened i think that that they just didn't have an overall cohesive feeling because the teams that were working on this weren't working together and they mm. didn't each one didn't know what the other team was going to be doing and and they didn't know how to do it and so it just kind yeah. of they just clumped it together the best they can right right now i'm just going to bring up something really quickly and i know it's like a really minor thing speaking of maya and you know what i'm going to say mm-hmm. um spoiler okay let me just say this spoiler if you've not seen ultraman season 2 pause this go watch it for yourself and then come back to this and let us know what you think but um, the scene where Maya dies, 
And it's supposed to be this really emotional scene and we're supposed to feel something like we're invested in this character. Now this is, this is like, I think this is like penultimate episode. Um, I don't know if the, the animator did this to be cheeky or the voice or not voice, but, or the, the mocap actress or actor did this to be cheeky, but as her head, as the camera pans down, like she winks and sticks her tongue out at the camera. Yeah. When she's supposed to be already dead <laughs> at this point. And it was just really weird. And it took me and it, and it, it was really frustrating. Like it was a really minor thing. I get in ret in, in retrospect, in the grand scheme of it all, it's a really minor gripe. I, I feel like, but it still took me out of it for like a hot second. And then I, and then after that, I just didn't care. I was just like, I, 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 these people don't, these, these people, these people didn't care to take that mistake out. So now I don't care. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it was not done on purpose. Um, I don't, it probably know. wasn't. Yeah. I think it was a mistake. So with these 3d characters, they have kind of a default expression or a default face that they have. Mm-hmm. And then you can, when you're animating, um, you can kind of, you can change the face and the facial expression what it looks like to me (laughs) what it looks like to me is that whoever was animating it messed up and she kind of reverted to her default face and which Uh is kind of this like cheeky you know tongue out because that's you know kind of her character type you know that she is she's kind of a cheeky little um yeah, she's kind of like more upbeat and she's a little bit more up. She's a little bit more of an upbeat kind of naive character in the show. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's just I get that. And like, I, I feel really even silly about complaining about it because it is like if you think about it, it is really funny. Uh, I took a I took a screenshot of it and it is really funny to think about now. But in the moment, it wasn't funny. It was like, well, this is yeah. a mistake. I mean, Why? it is. It It's one of those things. I mean, and, and, and it's like, OK, yeah. Thinking back to shows that I loved as a kid transformers the series. There's a lot of problems with the animation and stuff in that because they were done. Yeah. There's a lot of mistakes in trans in, in transformers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And and so even in the other media that we love, even in the other media that we love, like Godzilla films, uh, so, and I'm specifically thinking of like son of Godzilla when Godzilla's throwing the Kamakuras over his shoulder, the camera pans up and you can see the, the, you can see the soundstage lights mm-hmm. uh, and you can see kind of like the curtain where they have like the backdrop and stuff like that for like a hot second. And so there's the, mistakes like that happen. I'm just pointing it out because in such a, in, in a scene where I'm supposed to kind of feel something for this character, that feels like a really big mistake in my opinion. Yeah, it does. It does. It, it feels like they should have t- taken more time to make sure that that mm-hmm. scene was animated perfectly. Uh, and I think it comes down to, again, like you said earlier, mm-hmm. it's not so much that the mistake is there because mistakes happen. It's more of right. they had all the time, all this time we've been waiting for the series and it feels like if if they had that much time why didn't they fix it and right i think i think it comes down to money they just didn't have the money uh and they weren't paying the animators enough to keep working for the amount of hours that they were and they needed to work on and the mistakes slipped through so it is just one of those things that just it's and and I the reason why I say it's not on 
it's not done on purpose. It's just a mistake is because if you compare the tone, especially for the first season and, and this season, you know, kind of didn't, it didn't have as dark of a tone as the first season, which is kind of the problem I had with the first season was it was a little too dark, but the season didn't get as dark, but it still had some of that kind of dramatic edge to it that, you know, it wasn't, you know, a, a, a slap happy, silly series. So then throwing in a joke right there where the death of one of the main characters happens yeah that's that's definitely it's definitely a mistake not intentional because they, they would not have done that right yeah. uh, now i want to get into some po- we want to do our positive positivity sandwich let's talk about some positives uh about this show. the action sequences the action the action sequences are, look are phenomenal great. yes absolutely and it comes down to like we said with the with the style of animation that they're doing where they're mocapping the people mm. and and i think that was another thing that made the difference between the previous season and this season because it felt like in the first season they only mo-capped the fight scenes and then the rest of it was done in the computer whereas this season it mm. felt like they mo-capped the whole thing mm. and maybe that's where the problems come across because that like i said a lot of times the the characters are moving but the movements that they're doing aren't matching the dialogue that's going on because and I, th- I just think it's because the mocappers didn't have the dialogue there to be able to tell them how to move. So they were just kind of making it up. But but the mocap animation style works brilliantly when you have characters fighting each other and you have mm-hmm. actual oh, yeah, for sure. stunt. Yeah. And you have actual stunt people who can do those flips and those movements in real life and just mocap them so that it feels mm-hmm. real. It feels like actual movement because it is, it's actual people doing those movements and then they just animate over mm-hmm. them. That's just, it, 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 it's so, it's so good. It's so good. It's incredibly impressive. It, it is incredibly impressive. And it's, and that's, and that's one of the things that I think if this if if season two is salvaged at all for me, it's mainly it's going to be mainly because of the action sequences. It's mm-hmm. going to be those action sequence like those that like that first fight scene uh, in episode one. Uh, and and I have some good things to say about the show too, outside of just the fight scenes. Uh, but specifically talking about the fight scenes, like they're they're mocapped so well. And they were, they were done well in season one as well. And that's one of the, that's one of the things that we really enjoyed there. But, um, it, the, the fight scenes, in in my opinion, stand in very stark contrast to the rest of the show. Like you're Mm -hmm. almost kind of just wanting to get through the dialogue stuff just to get, just to fast forward to the fight scenes, because those, those, that's obviously where the money and the time went to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it shows, it really shows. Um, mm-hmm. And, and so one of the things that gets me, and I said this to you with, when we were talking in private, I have a lot of positives for this movie. I do have a lot of positives. Mm-hmm. And even looking at some of the things that like Alex was saying on Twitter about like that he liked or that he thought was good. The things that, 
I think are positive. Most of the things I think are that are positive. I have mm. a hard time giving them credit for in this series or the creators and the, and the people working on it, because a lot of that is taken from the manga that this is based on. Like, like, okay. I, I like one of the positives that I have, I love the designs for all the Ultraman. I love how each Ultraman looks. Oh, different. they're gorgeous. Yeah. They're but different. It, they have their body they're, types. They're, well, they're different, but they're also kind of like, if you're an, if you're an Ultraman nerd, and I'm not calling myself an Ultraman nerd by any means. Like I'm not as invested in Ultraman as, as other franchises, but, but you can see where they've taken kind of those, uh, aesthetic nods and they're, they're, they're kind of making nods towards other characters in their design. They're not all in completely original. And, um, I'll let you, I'm sorry. I'll let you finish your thought in a second, but, uh, with what you were going to say about them all, yeah. Uh, looking different they all they don't all look the same whereas like in in past ultraman shows um they're all pretty much the same body type the same size etc yeah and 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 that's that's one of my biggest complaints against the ultraman franchise as a whole is that all of the ultraman and i know that yes they all have little design elements that separate them and yes you can tell like that that you know right uh zero has the two dual fin things and and seven has the one fin thing and yeah all that kind of stuff but they're not different enough they are so closely and most of them especially from the Mm -hmm. showa era are so close in design that when you get them all together in a movie you know like like we one of my favorite ultraman movies which is when belial first shows up so like the ultraman the the word salad that that uh Michael, uh, not Michael, but uh, Nathan says, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, mega monster mega, battle. Yeah. Yeah. Mega monster battle, ultra galaxy, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, I love that movie, but one of the problems I have with it is that when you get all of these Ultraman, especially the Showa era Ultraman all fighting together, I can't tell which one's which I can't tell That's them fair. apart. They all look yeah. the same, especially when you're in a big fight scene and they're all kind of just blending together and, 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 you know, and, uh, bigger fans of it point out it's like oh well this is this one because his his uh, color timer is is shaped a little bit different it's like oh that's not a big enough difference <laughs> the one little thing on his design is not a big enough difference so anyway that's, well, that's a criticism uh, you of know, the franchise yeah you and i've had this discussion too when, when you and i've went and talked about ultraman versus like common rider or ultraman versus super sentai they all share a similar language um, mm-hmm. but they're, but they're not like all the same. And I'm talking about common writer and super Sentai specifically common writer because common writer, uh, the designs vary so, like each common writer is so uniquely different than the, mm-hmm. than, than the one that came before it. And you and I've had that discussion. It's one of the reasons why you love common writer more than Ultraman because each common writer seems to have its own like distinct personality and aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, that that is one of the things. So, so that's a criticism of the franchise as a whole. But then going into this anime series and and, and the manga that it's based on, mm. yes, they have similar like like you said the similar language, 
but there's unique enough differences in them and not just in their color schemes or in their, you know, little, little flourishes, but like their actual body types, uh, you know, yeah. um, Dan seven, he's taller and thinner, uh, than, mm-hmm. than your regular Ultraman. And then Jack yeah. is the brute big, huge tank. And, you know, and then now adding Taro he's the Hulk in here. Buster. Yeah, he's the Hulk Buster, and adding Taro in there, and Taro is uh, has fire that shoots out of his out of his suit and stuff, and uh, an Ace who is smaller and thinner because he's younger and stuff. So you know, mm. it it just I I think that I like that, and I think that's a positive. But who do I attribute that positive to? Do I give the creative team working on this anime that credit? Because they basically just translated the designs one-to-one from the manga. I would give the creators of the manga that credit. I wouldn't necessarily yeah. give, I, I wouldn't necessarily give the, 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 the team that worked on this anime that credit. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so uh, that's, that's a, that's a positive I have for the show, but it's not really for the show. Uh, another thing is some of the characterizations. I think that the way that they character, I didn't like Dan all that much in the first season, but I do kind of like, mm-hmm. I like the relationship that he's kind of settled into with, uh, with Sh- uh, Shinji, the, that he is just kind of, he's a jerk, but he's like an older brother type jerk. He's going to be a jerk, but yeah. he's there to protect you and then then you have ace who's the younger brother so he's the annoying younger brother so i kind of like the Mm. relationship that they have again something that was in the manga and and they kind of translated a little bit differently but still mostly from the manga Mm. so i i just came to the realization that most of my positives I have for the series, other than like the action sen- uh, sequences, and I think that some of the voice acting, at least on the American dubs, was pretty good. Outside of that, all the positives I have are nothing to be given, no no credit given to the anime creative team because they were just translating them directly from the manga. So, mm-hmm. and then the places where they diverge from the manga, the places where they, they, sh- you know, the, the actual team doing the anime should have, uh, shown the most like the actual animation, the actual, you know, design or not designs, but like the animation and stuff, they failed and it was a disappointment. So it's like, I don't know. I, I'm so torn on this. <laughs> Did you, did we, are we getting, did we get like multinational Ultraman? Like we're getting Ultraman from Japan, from America, because, um, uh, 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 Ultraman, I think it's Ultraman Ace. I think it's Ultraman. No, it's not Ace. No, it's not Ace. Um, uh, Jack, Jack, uh, Jack feels very, like a very American character. Um, I can't remember. So we're getting like multi-American. I think Jack was supposed to be American. I could be wrong. I'm willing. I could be wrong about that, but if, but I think Jack was supposed to be American. I almost think that, um, wasn't Taro supposed to be American as well. No, no. Taro was Japanese. He was in America okay. when the, when the event happened that kind of starts. Ah, okay. That's what, okay. That's, that's where I'm getting confused. That's where I'm getting mixed up. Okay. Yeah. But he, he was Japanese. 
Um, yeah. But I was just, I just find it really interesting that we're getting kind of multi, they're not all from Japan. Like we're, we're getting like multinational, multi-ethnic, multicultural, whatever you want to say it, Ultraman in this show. It, it feels like the one thing that the anim, the, the one thing that this anime, and I'm sure this is probably a, um, um, this is probably something from the manga. It feels more of a, like a worldwide organization than a, just an isolated Japan only thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, 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 yes, yes, that makes sense. But I, I don't know. It still felt very, very small to me as far as like the organization. Cause you, cause you, the, it doesn't the, the SSS. It doesn't feel as expand. It doesn't feel as like it doesn't feel as uh, maybe expansive as maybe I was thinking it felt, or it didn't. It didn't feel as expansive to you. No, it didn't. It didn't. The SSSP they, they didn't feel super expansive. <clears throat> now there's this other organization that's you know supposed to be working in the background. So it's like the intergalactic, you know, planetary whatever you know group that yeah. I, you know they're a little bit different but the sssp i don't know they didn't you know they didn't feel to me anyway they didn't feel as expansive because they weren't there in japan when or are not in japan they weren't there in new york when when that event happened and then when you know and then of course the aliens attack they attack japan you know the and that's when the SSSP gets involved and all this kind of stuff. So I don't know. It just didn't feel this whole season felt very small and it felt like Mm -hmm. this, this would have been better served as an hour and a half movie. See, I'm not the only one that feels that way. Thank you. I am justified because they would have just, I feel like they would have just been better off just putting this out as a movie and not calling it a season two because it's only six episodes. It's six it's six 20 minute episodes that you mm-hmm. could, that I was able to watch in about two and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that they this... could have, they, they could have easily cut some stuff out of the middle and just made it like a 90 minute movie and then said, Oh, this is the movie to hold us over until we do season three when we have more time and more money, maybe. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't, I think that would have been a, that would have been a better choice to me. I think actually, I think going back to even to season one and just starting from the beginning and, and releasing it, mm-hmm. you know, like overhauling, uh, this is revisionist, you know, re- rewriting history. In right. This way. Yeah. But, but if they had released this, instead of doing this as a series period, doing it as a trilogy of movies, like they did with the Godzilla anime, you know, oh yeah, movie, that would have been that would have been really. Yeah, each movie is connected to the other. They're part of a full trilogy, you know, but they're they are still three separate movies, and and but they're shorter. They're not you're not committing to a full series. You don't have to pay for the full, uh, you know, wh- however many episodes of animation time and and mocap time and voice acting time and all that kind of stuff. So I think it just would have been better served as that from the beginning. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I just kind of want to, I want to just really touch, I kind of will spend a little time on episode one because one of the other kind of issues I have with this season is it does set up 
in episode one with a really interesting concept with a really interesting premise. Like when in episode one, I thought we were getting like this really interesting, like mystery. Cause we have this event that happens in, in uh, New York and, um, and people are vanishing, including our Ultraman character. He's vanished out of his suit. No one knows why. And it's re- it was really intriguing. And I just don't feel like we got enough in that middle portion there to, to... I just don't think it got paid off. I just don't think they paid it off in the right way. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, they it's <laughs> because they solved the mystery like the next episode. You know, mm-hmm. the uh, Taro goes and finds out who's behind it all the very next episode. Yeah. And then it, and then it switches from a really interesting, like mystery story to just run of the mill invasion story. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, and, and I, I almost felt like <clears throat> because you have this, the black star group that are in aliens who are invading, and they had another plan that wasn't just invading and it felt mm-hmm. like they were just using the invasion as a as a smoke screen for their other plan which was the case that was kind of the case it didn't feel like they did a good enough job because ultimately the black star the main bad guy from the black star who is a character from one of the ultraman series i don't know i don't know his name but anyway uh he just goes in and and captures shen hayata no problem anyway so what is what what did you need the other the other aliens for why did you do this this like what was with all the theatrics you you could have just walked in there and done this from the beginning there was nothing that's all it was yeah, and so it's like it. I, I didn't feel like the story was cohesive enough uh, of a plan. Like, or like the 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 character, the the villains didn't seem to have a solid plan the way that they did. Kind of in maybe in the first season, even or, or like how you know, like the first season set up this kind of idea of how oh, there's multiple there's multiple groups who are working against each other and kind of manipulating things. You have this kind of interplanetary group, which, you know, is is maybe has Earth's best interest at heart. Maybe they don't. Maybe they're not all good. Then you have Bemular, who's, you know, working his own agenda. And is he a villain? Is he not a villain? We don't know. You know, and, and you have all this kind of stuff set up. And it was just really cool how in season one, and and even like with with uh, Edo, the the uh, alien who works for the SSSP, how you almost in season one, I was like, I don't know if I trust this guy. Can he be trusted? Is he you know you know doing things for good and then turning around and and doing something behind the scenes or something like that? You know, like is he manipulating events? We don't know. In this one, there was none of that, none of the depth or complexity that you had in the first season. All of that was gone and it was just simple, basic. Uh It felt like a Showa era Ultraman storyline stretched out to, like you said, two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. But there's a reason why those those episodes were only 30 minutes long back in the day. Because those those storylines <laughs> couldn't carry for more than thirty minutes, they they would fall apart if they were more than thirty minutes long, and we see that. Yeah, for here. something that's 
for for something that's supposed to be like very serialized and suppo- and meant to be binged because that's the whole concept here like that like when Netflix releases a series they they intend for you to binge it and that's how kind of that's how these that's how stories like this are written now they're written with a like a kind of a binger's mindset a binger's hab- viewing habits in mind like mm-hmm. they're meant to be interconnected but the problem we have or the problem I'm having with this is all the interesting parts all the things that would have made this so interesting, they resolve within the first two episodes. And then mm-hmm. it just becomes, like you said, pretty run-of-the-mill Showa Ultraman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is my least favorite era of Ultraman <laughs> is the Showa era. <laughs> I don't I don't really care for I it. like everything up to I like I like most everything up to return, and then after return, I'm more of a new generations hero kind of person. But that's yeah. just me. So I, I yeah. Um, before we get to our our final thoughts and our Godzuki scores, I want to close out our our positivity sandwich. We've talked about some negatives and some positives. We kind of layered our sandwich. Mm-hmm. I want to finish on yeah. some positives, maybe a positive. Sure. I don't know how you feel about this. Okay. <laughs> the opening and closing theme songs for this season. What did you think? Season one was better. I like, I like the opening one. I like the opening. The opening. Yeah. The opening was good, but just the closing one was a little odd. I thought. Okay. So if, if you haven't watched the show and you're still listening to this, even though we said that we would spoil it, if you just don't care, I will go ahead and explain. So the closing credits, the song I think is okay, but it's a, it is kind of like your poppy kind of uh, your J pop type song. It's J pop. Yeah. But they have the Ultraman characters dancing and doing kind of a dance montage over the credits as the credits are rolling. And for a show, like I said, that first season was such a serious and dour season. And this one, they, and then they throw that in there and it's like, okay, do you want to be silly or do you want to be serious? Which is it? I don't understand. <laughs> like, what are you like? What tone are you trying to strike here? I I don't know. I don't but know. At the man. same it's time, just, at the same time, I will say, I did enjoy it, and and it's a uh, thing that is happening. And I t- I was telling Nathan about this because we were talking about it before we recorded Henchman one week that yeah, uh, modern common writer and modern Super Sentai have started doing yeah. this, where the closing yeah. credits will have the characters doing a dance montage or a dance off, and that's just been a, that's been a thing for like the last couple of years of of super sentai series and and common rider series of the characters dancing at the end it's never been a part of ultraman as far as i know but the, so this would be the first but it is a trope that exists within like tokusatsu of and modern tokusatsu of you end the show with a j-pop song and you have your main characters dance and having fun and and it has nothing to do with Mm. the show it's not within canon of the show it's just them dancing and having fun 
Yeah, it's a very like Sentai. It's a very it's it's prevalent a lot in like I because I've been going through Sentai and I remember um when I was watching Die Ranger there or no 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 it wasn't Die Ranger no 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 it was it was Kaku Ranger where all the villains at the end of that show are doing like a flash dance or flash mob really weird <laughs> really really weird but hilarious so i just i think it's funny because it's like uh, you're that trope that's exi- that's that's existed in or this thing that's existed in tokusatsu has never been a part of ultraman as far as i know until this series and this is the series they choose to put it in it's such a weird choice but at the same time i'm just like yeah. you know what you're got you guys are insane at least you had some fun <laughs> yeah i mean okay that's all i get. yeah yeah at least they had some fun like at, maybe maybe they knew this was gonna be like they knew that netflix was gonna pull the plug so they just had fun with it and i hope that that was the case um so it didn't bother me it just felt weird yeah but that that opening to the to the to season two is is really good. I don't remember uh-huh. the opening to season one, but I but this one this one was just oh man that was such a good. It's still not as good to me. My favorite op- opening of of an Ultraman series is still the opening to um to Ultraman Z. I think a Z is still the best. But th- this was this was really good. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And now I think we can move on to our final thoughts and our Godzuki scores. So for anybody who is new to the podcast, we like to rate our movies and our TV shows and stuff that we cover out of five Godzukis. Because we tend to like to embrace the sillier side of Giant Monster or Tokusatsu or whatever we're covering. Uh, And we do that by using Godzilla's bumbling nephew as our yardstick for rating these movies or TV shows or whatever. Uh, so Michael out of five guys, <laughs> what would you give Ultraman season two? And what are your final thoughts? I keep them please keep them short. Please don't, please don't hate me. Audio listener. I'm going to give this a one out of five Godzukis. And I still haven't worked out whether it's just my expectations or like a combination of expectations and the time and the time it took them to get this thing. But I'm still left wondering why I'm just still left wondering why this is what we got. Um, And there is nothing. Honestly, there's nothing here that's going to make me want to rewatch this show. I thought season one was great. And, but season two does not live up to that potential. Uh, in my opinion, I hope season three is better. Um, and if anyone asks me if they should watch this, I'm going to tell them to skip it. And that's why. So one out of five Godzukis. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of with you. I don't, this is not one that has rewatch value for me. I, this is not one I'm going to come back to and watch again because it just was not, it, it, it didn't live up, not just to the hype that I had in my mind for it, but just didn't live up to the standards that season one had set. And mm-hmm. I, I think I said this to you when before we started recording or you know before we recorded in private, 
that this isn't this is a bad representation of Ultraman just because of how mm-hmm. poorly done it is. This is a bad representation yeah. of of Japanese animation and in animation in general because mm-hmm. this is definitely not animated well like something was happening the, the fight scenes are animated well but the, the, the animation is so bad and i am such an animation snob that i can't get around that i i just can't get around how bad the animation is and how poorly done it is but again also the story was bad the the everything stuff like that was so subpar that it's just not worth watching. And I, I would be with you. I would tell people to skip it. If I wanted to, if I wanted people to get into Ultraman and I wanted them to see the anime, I would say, say watch season one, but don't watch season two. And I'm not looking forward to season three. Really? I'm not, this does not excite me for season three. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just hope that I, uh I hope season three, can because season three is supposed to be the last season so i hope it can i hope i hope i hope it can stick i hope it can stick the landing and redeem itself yeah yeah and like i said all the positives that i have um most of the positives i have for this can be attributed more to the groundwork that was done on the manga than to the actual anime mm-hmm. itself so if you <clears throat> If you want to watch a this, or if you want a better version of this, go read the manga because the manga is is spectacular. I read the first volume. I haven't gotten around to reading the other volumes that have come out, but I read the first volume. There's eleven, was, I think, in there. I don't know how many there are. There's a bunch, but uh, it's really good. It's really good. It's different. They they did change some things from you know to to adapt into the series so there are some differences but it is just better it's better overall so my godzuki score is just a two and a half because it's just it's oh you're not you were nicer to you were nicer to it than i was okay yeah and i think a big part of that is because of expectations because i i had already heard from you and nathan that this that you guys didn't enjoy it so much so i kind of went into it like okay so it's not going to be as good as season one, but let's see how, you know, how bad it or what, you know, what I didn't know. I didn't know exactly how bad it was or how bad it was going to be, but I had heard that it was worse than season one. So I kind of tempered my expectations a little bit. So maybe that's why I'm a little bit more generous with it, but yeah, mm. it's, it's yeah. not. Plus those fight scenes really, I, those fight scenes, I, they earn two, two Godzuki's just by themselves. So, uh, cause they are so good. Well, if it wasn't for the fight scenes, it would have got a zero out of five. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, your, your <laughs> score is hey, your score is honest and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. So, yeah. Well, now we can move into the next segment of the show. And do you know what the next segment is? Michael. We are going to bring some positivity back to this podcast with the mailbag. The mailbag. What's in the mail today? And 
And if you would like to send us something to be read out in the mailbag segment, you can do that. Send it to us at kaijuweekly at gmail.com, or you can send it at kaijuweekly on Twitter, uh, and we will read it out on the podcast. Now, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago that Nick Blackler had sent us a bunch of questions, and we were going to cover a few of them every so often. And so we're getting to some more questions that our friend Nick had sent us. Uh, And two of the questions that he sent us today are, since we have already had a giant Frankenstein, what is another classic monster you would like to see have a growth spurt? And if Abbott and Costello were to meet up with a Toho Kaiju, who would it be? So starting with that first question, (laughs) another classic Uh, monster that you'd like to see have a growth spurt and become giant. Hmm. I have two. Gilman name whatever you name would be another one. (laughs) Gil Gilman would be too easy. Uh, We've already kind of seen that in Ultraman anyway. Um. I mean, you're not going to pick anything that hasn't already been done in Ultraman. Yeah, that's true. Or a fan film because it's Godzilla versus the werewolf or Godzilla versus the Wolfman, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just think we I, I don't think we've had very I don't think we've had enough mammalian creatures before. So actually, no. I think I would, I would, what about a giant mummy? Yeah. Have we had a giant mummy before? Um, there are mummy monsters that have been in Ultraman. So, I mean, if you want to count yeah. those. Yeah, but they've not been like, a gro- they've not gotten a growth spurt. So I think, and there had been mummy creatures in Sentai. Ah, you know what? Screw it. The, the mummy, the mummy gets a growth spurt with his, and I don't know, like he fights Godzilla with his, uh, with his uh with his dirty rags i don't know <laughs> <laughs> see the mummy was going to be my pick too because i think that a giant mummy is hilarious and also i think uh-huh. would be a lot of fun to watch um there's uh so marvel back in the day back before they were marvel comics uh when before they had all their big superheroes that we know and love nowadays they would produce Mm. monster comics they had like journey into mystery and um amazing fantasy and things like that uh and Mm. they would have monsters and uh, for a couple of issues they did giant mummies and it was just (laughs) so fun and if you ever want to find it you gotta go find some of those old you can find them on like marvel unlimited and you can find them digitally but uh some of those old monster comics that stan lee steve ditko uh, worked on back in the day because they were so fun and like this is this is pre spider-man this is pre fantastic four this is all you know before they did all of those and you can see kind of like the origins of of some of those characters because some of those characters they kind of drew some of the ideas that they had used on their monsters but yeah so like you're talking about like late 50s early 60s time period and just the silliest goofiest comic book stuff with giant monsters and giant mummies and i just i i and i love them so i would love to see a giant mummy but my other answer would be uh how about a giant invisible man 
<laughs> I have a hard I have a hard time seeing a giant invisible man being a kaiju. I mean, we all have a hard time seeing a giant invisible man. That's this the is point true, of an but invisible even, man. It would be an it, it would be <laughs> e- an even harder time seeing a giant invisible man. <laughs> okay, well, if Abbott and Costello <laughs> were to meet up with a Toho kaiju, who would it be? Uh Abbott and Costello versus versus oh they're actually gonna fight good, yeah Abbott and Costello versus I don't know um that's a good question I don't know there's because there's so many good ones and I'm and I'm and I'm trying to think of the most absurd one that I can think of. Um, to be quite, to be quite honest with you, I've got it. 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 Because okay. Abbott and Costello, uh, Abbott and Costello has already encountered a giant gorilla, but not like kaiju sized gorilla, but has Abbott and Costello ever driven a mechanical Kong? So Ooh. Abbott and Costello drives mechanic Kong. There we go. But what would Abbott and Costello do with a giant mecha- with with mechanic Kong? That's the question. I don't know. I want to see Abbott and Costello meet Minya. <laughs> oh God! Ha! <laughs> uh. So that's our answers, Nick. Hopefully they were good, and hopefully you can give us some artwork uh, for some of these things because you like to send us some digital art and uh, and some drawings sometimes uh, to our Twitter. Maybe so maybe you love seeing that. Maybe you can draw me in it with an angry face, saying, "I hate the Ultraman anime season two. Mm, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, anyway, like we said, if you want to send something to be read out on the Kaiju Weekly mailbag, you can do that by sending it to kaijuweekly at gmail.com or tweeting to us at Kaiju Weekly, which is what Nick, Nick Blackler did. Uh, so that's how you can get in touch with us. And so the only other thing to do this week is to ask the trivia question which I couldn't come up with a trivia question again this week. So shame on you. I'm just going to ask, how do you take your Pacific rim? Do you take it (sighs) black or with cream? Hmm. 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 Wait, is this, is this, is this, what is this an Irish Pacific rim? Because if there's an Irish Pacific rim, you'd, Add a little of touch course of course you to would it. ask that question of course you would ask that question michael <laughs> <laughs> you add a little irish make it a little i make it a little irish pacific rim uh with a little bit of whiskey and some cream there we go there <laughs> yeah yeah oh man and so to close out this episode i'm gonna say thank you to everyone for listening and sharing this podcast with your friends if you want to follow us on twitter we are at kaiju weekly all the links to our social media as well as for the kaiju groupie facebook group are listed in the description of this episode you can send questions comments or answers to our trivia questions to our email at 
kaijuweekly at gmail.com. Not at at, but I said, you know, I said too many ats. To our email, kaijuweekly at gmail.com. <laughs> we talked about Star Wars last week, Travis. At at. Ah, I get it. At at. Ha. Hey. You you <laughs> made a Star Wars joke. Hey. <laughs> Yay. Hey. Uh, a big thank you to everyone who has supported Kaiji Ramen Media and Kaiji Ramen Magazine so far. If you want to find out more about Kaiji Ramen Magazine, a magazine that we are producing that is all about Kaiju and Tokusatsu and just fun exciting things that you can go and read you can find out more about it and you can find out more about our sister podcasts on the kaiju ramen media podcasting network by going to kaiju ramen media.com <laughs> just envisioning nathan as a girl okay <laughs> why she said sister podcast. Oh. <laughs> Can you imagine Nathan with a oh. wig? <laughs> you know I'm going to have to Photoshop a wig onto a ferret and like tweet that out now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right, Michael. I'm just, I'm just still picturing Nathan with a wig. Oh, okay, boy. and if oh, you man. think that this deserves five stars <laughs> on iTunes, <laughs> you can give us a five star rating or leave a review. And if you leave a review, we will read it out. And if you do, it'll help us reach more kaiju and tokusatsu <laughs> fans. <laughs> Maybe we don't want just them to like hear you. this. <laughs> Just oh like boy, Nathan please with the wig. Just <laughs> leave us, please. If you if you have fun with us each and if you have fun with us each week, please each week, please just leave us a rating or review, and we will read that on a future episode of the podcast with or without a wig. I promise. <laughs> and to close out this episode, we're going to say help control the talking british killer whale population have your robocops <laughs> sprayed sp sprayed have them spray painted or neutered <laughs> goodbye <laughs> I've, I've, got I've got something stuck in me blowhole mm. <laughs>